In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom to everybody out there. We are in Hawaii, Honolulu. Yes. Very good time. We're about to launch a conference down here in Hawaii for awaiting his return. This is Jason. He is our administrative assistant. He also is one of our adjunct teachers, and he does pretty much everything that no one else wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you all know Amir, and we are excited about just reading. We're going to take a break from Joshua tonight, folks. We're going to do all of Second Peter, and we're going to have all the comments, and we are going to enjoy a break from the allotment of the land, which we'll come, we'll, we'll come back to that later. But we will have the chat room open. This is live. So, Jason, will you lead us in prayer as we open up Second Peter? Yeah, gladly. Uh, Lord, as we dive into your word uh, on this beautiful evening for us, but afternoon really for us, evening in the States and even st starting a new day for the, uh, the, other, end of the, the other end of the world, we ask that uh, this would just be a blessed time for people as we, um, like your word says, you know, ending our day. Um, with the reading of your word or for some starting out the day with the reading of your word so we ask for your blessing on this time that your holy spirit would uh open up our hearts and help us to understand mm -hmm. and to see your word for the uh to see the profound truths of your word as we read through second peter this evening in jesus name amen amen okay folks if you have your bibles second peter the whole thing three chapters one two three so Grab your Bibles and sit back and listen. We will make comments as we go. You know, we're, we're also committed to the Hebraic concepts. Whenever the Hebraic concepts come up that augment and enhance the understanding, we will comment. So, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Christ Jesus, to those who obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus, the, Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great, not just great, but exceedingly great, and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Look at the profound impact of that statement. We have everything in Jesus Christ that we need and more. Okay. But also for this very reason, verse 5, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, Okay, you, you counting these? To perseverance, godliness, and I'm running out of fingers here, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, <laughs> love. Okay, for if these things are yours and abound, 
you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he just gave us the formula, which is through the power of the Spirit. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Oof. Therefore, brethren, be more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We continue. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it's right as long as I am in this tent to stir up, stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. What a guy. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Eyewitnesses. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. That's the Mount of Transfiguration. So we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scriptures of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And that last passage, reading it in context, really reminds me of what it really means. And so we're going to go straight into chapter 2. Jason. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, as if heresies isn't enough. It's destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. <laughs> For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, this is very profound, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, sound familiar, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. 
They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels, who are greater in power and might, do not bring a reviling ag- accusation against them before the Lord. Wow. That's... <laughs> okay, sorry. No, it's... Uh... But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. Wow. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. Paul had the same thing to say in Romans. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Wow. I'll read chapter 3, and then we can maybe say a few words. Um, Heavy. Very heavy. Let's go all the way through. And remember, all of this is about the church. This is not about the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, remember that. Okay, so chapter 3. Beloved. I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in and in the water by which the world that then existed perished being flooded with water but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word 
are reserved for the fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with a fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hasting the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to, the, to be found by Him in peace, without spot and blameless. And, con and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as, all, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of which things, in which are some things hard to understand, which, uh, which, uh, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also, the rest of the scriptures. Wow. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. So this is a huge truth bomb. Three chapters straight. We read it through the way it was supposed to be listened to. They used to read these epistles in their entirety in different churches that they would circulate around. This is heavy stuff, guys. Serious stuff. False teachers, last days, day of you know what? You know, Mike, uh, in the first chapter, uh, I think it was the first or the second that where, where he reveals that Jesus revealed to him that he's about to die. That's why he's speaking that way. You know, when you come to the end, when you know this is it, you don't seek for any politically correctness. You go straight you in. You go straight. Peter here acknowledged that he knows his days are numbered. <clears throat> and, and look at the, uh, uh, I mean, he couldn't come more straightforward than this. We are accused of being false teachers by many. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, 
What really is the benchmark that enables someone to call you a false teacher? Is it feeling? Is it jealousy? Is it actual truth that you are actually preaching that they just feel like they know something more than you do? I don't know, but we are very, very sober-minded. Yeah. When we look at Scripture, we pray that the Lord would reveal it to us, and we also work in concert with each other, and sometimes we fight over interpretations, and then we land in a place with good conscience, and we then move forward. But you know, man, this is serious stuff. Second Peter is one of the most quoted uh, epistle in many of our messages. We always quote the latter part of chapter 1 and the beginning of chapter 3 when we teach on prophecy. We teach on you know, how prophets are people, you know, that they never gave their own interpretation of anything, but they were holy men of God that spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And we always make sure people understand that, you know, God's timing is not our timing, and He really is long-suffering. Being scared of being a false teacher could be something that makes somebody scared to teach, but when you work with the Word of God and with people and you work in concert with one another and hold each other accountable, these are the ways that it was engineered. And so woe to the person who is immobile and fearful for not speaking out, because don't you guys think that when you read Scripture, it speaks, and sometimes it goes against what our flesh would want to do. Look at the lusts that are brought out here. Look at the, 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 the false teachers loved greed, deception, and they loved the world and they, they and remember they always twisted things the word twist is several times along this epistle they twist things they take the truth of the gospel or the truth of the word of god and they twist it in order to fit it to their own mind may god keep us all humble may god, may god keep us all humble jason i mean this is pretty heavy stuff you're uh, 30 something years old we're we're, we're older 30, guys no 32 32 yeah uh what is one thing you observe from this that is of value? I mean, can I do two? Yeah, go ahead. Two. So the first being to dovetail what Amir had to say was, I feel like, not I feel like, when you look at the life of Peter, that's how a godly person, someone who's lived their life in godliness and is concluding their life in godliness, I mean, how tempting would it be when you recognize God has numbered your days and shown you in a vision Hey, you're going to be dying. How tempting to go, oh man, when's it coming? Uh, how do I, I mean, the temptation to live in fear, but a godly person has no fear to live in because perfect love casts out fear. So to Peter, he knows he's, his days are numbered. So what's he do? He seeks to instill godliness in those around him and to the church at large because he knows he's departing soon. The godliness of the next generation is what's of the most importance to him when he knows he's going to depart. And to me, that's very convicting. You know, do we pursue godliness for those around us and for the next generation, knowing that we're not guaranteed tomorrow? <laughs> but then secondly, with Peter, and I think it's it's in chapter three, what really hit me is the prerequisite for uh, mocking the promises of God is first being drawn away by your own lusts. And Peter makes that very clear that you're caught up in yourself your own thinking, the ways of your own fallen flesh. And that is what's causing these people that will come in the last days and are here, by the way, that scoff the promises of God and the promises of his coming. Oh, they've been, people have been saying those promises for years, yet everything continues the way it has since creation. 
And that's not true. Mm -hmm. We see God's promises unfolding. We see the world going the way God yeah. exactly, the exact way God said it would. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a convicting thing to recognize that when we question God, it's not because we have a justified reason for it. It's because we're being drawn away by our own sin. Yeah. And it's interesting because behold, Israel's mission is to draw people to the fact that God is about to do something because Israel's according to the, uh, you know, to the Olivet Discourse is the most important end time sign, the return of the Jews back to the land, the, uh, the, the fig tree coming back to life. So we do not take it lightly. I mean, we want to direct people to see Israel, to behold Israel, because we believe that this is, you know, this is, it's so close. We're, we're so much close to the finish line and, and exactly opposite to what the scoffers had in mind but, <laughs> you know and, and and this is this is why peter was very very clever to remind them this is exactly the mindset of the people that were at the time of noah that they thought you know eh. and then one day although god said it's going to come one day boom it caught them by surprise we don't want you know the the tribulation to catch anyone by a surprise we we believe that if you are if you choose the lord if you believe in jesus if you're filled with the holy spirit if you are a born again spirit filled person we believe that you're not destined to the wrath of god you're not destined to the tribulation therefore it's important to us now now it's the day of salvation it's important to us now to communicate the message so as many as possible will will actually escape that yes we are not afraid to say nobody wants to be here in the tribulation and trust me if you studied the book of revelation you do not want to be here at that time and i think that peter did a good job describing in few sentences what the tribulation is all about yeah. i mean literally the world will melt i mean he that's what he said it's horrible it's a terrible thing you don't want to be here during that time so so we do have promises we have the promise of being taken we have the promise of seeing a new heavens and new earth and being members and, 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 and residents of that new Jerusalem. Mm. This is why we do what we do. We do not do that for fun. In fact, the, um, the easy path would be to go home. I mean, remember, time plus repetition yeah. can equal the scoffing attitude of eh, the sun will rise tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the same day. Would be easy for us just to go and live our lives and not speak out, not teach, not do these broadcasts. You know, I, I, I'm ridiculed. Them. See, I came from the world of tourism. You know, I, for over 25 years, I was guiding tours in Israel, and and uh, what I hear is that uh, you know, few of my workmates are. You know, they ridicule me for they. They said, "Look at the prophet," and I'm, and yeah. I wish they knew that I always say that I'm definitely not a prophet. In fact, we just read that the prophets were holy men of God who were led by the Holy Spirit. They they they, they did not they, they give their own interpretation. I am not g giving my. This is you understand something. I believe that I I'm called to teach prophecy not to be the prophet. I'm not the prophet. These interpretations were no, the same interpretations as the first century but in I'm the just, first century church. So it's not like we're inventing this stuff out of the... But, but my point is that it would have been easier for me to be to just be a tour guide and not having to deal with all of these attacks yeah. on a 
hourly basis, yeah. basically. I mean, and, and the attacks are non-stop. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And if Peter felt that it's worth it, and he had a, a much different end, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I would say that I also want to mention that today, our beloved Linda, uh, the wife of Dr. Rick Yon and the mother of Steve and Rick Jr., uh, went to be with the Lord. She was in her early 80s. Um, and uh, this family is so dear to us as a, as a ministry and to me so personally. I've known them for Mentors many years. of our lives. Yes. Even. So, uh, you know, but she knew. She was actually waiting for, the, for that moment. She was ready to see Jesus. When you are a strong believer, moving on from this world is not something you're afraid of. You're not afraid of. It's something that caused others around you to maybe feel sorry or miss you, but you're not afraid of that. And uh, past, you know, Dr. Steve Yon, Pastor Steve also, uh, Dr. Rick Yon wrote uh, on his Facebook uh, that, um, you know, we'll miss her, but we're going to see her soon. This is our hope. Our hope yeah. is not only in the things of this world, but we have a much greater hope for the future. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's an, a great reminder. A lot of the dangers are from within in the church, you know, and we have to be very careful. There's so many false teachers that are giving dates that are that are twisting scriptures that are taking away the hope of people uh, that are. I mean, it's it's terrible. I see it so often. I mean. People write me. I mean, you've got two months and five days left before Daniel's uh, alarm. Yeah, you know, two months, five days, and then when two months and five days pass, because we are the date setters, then what you gonna, What are you going to do? If you said you listened to God and that's how you got it, and it didn't happen, you must have gotten it from someone else. Hmm. There's so many bad spirits, deceptive spirits. You have to be very careful, and you have to take what the Bible says. And if the Bible says no one knows the day and the hour, then no one know the day and the hour. And so Messiah 2030, you know, what are you saying? That he's not coming before, that he cannot come before? What are we saying? Why are we falling into this every time, again and again? It's and yet people still follow these a, people. Amazing. Amazing how sheep-like yes, we all are, yeah. huh? <laughs> if I if I put on my on on one of the videos uh, on the thumbnail on YouTube, the Lord revealed to me the day and the hour of the rapture. It would probably be the most watched video ever. Yeah, because it's so sensational. But why would you even watch it knowing that no one knows the day and the hour? You see, my point is don't click on anything that sedates to begin with because it will play with your mind because no one knows a day in the hour. That's what the scripture says. Yeah. So, and that's how false teachers yes, do it. They yes, played yes. with the mind. They Jason, any them. final uh, statements before we have the ironic blessing? Yes. No. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, do the ironic blessing in Hebrew and in English. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha Ya'er Adonai panav elecha v'yichuneka the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you his shalom, his peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding that can only come from the Prince of Peace. 
He is also the Lord of peace who can give you peace now and forever, here and everywhere. His name is Yeshua, is our salvation, and it's in His name that we pray. Amen. Okay, folks. God bless so, you. God bless you. Next week, we will come back with yes. another PRS. Until then, keep listening to God's Word and stay faithful. Bye for now.